This episode of the Rob's Podcast with Maddie West is brought to you by Gold Tree Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, you definitely want to talk to our friends at Gold Tree Realty. With Gold Tree Realty, you'll be dealing with experienced real estate agents and investors. They can handle sellers in any condition, so if your property is ready to go with no repairs needed or if it needs a little TLC, Gold Tree Realty can get you that sold sign on your lawn, sometimes even with a cash offer in as fast as 72 hours. And if you're looking to buy a house, Gold Tree Realty specializes in helping buyers find their dream home. Give Andrew, Jason, or any of the experienced and knowledgeable members of the Gold Tree Realty team a chance to help you buy or sell your next home in the Evansville area. Call 812-432-2556 or like them on Facebook, facebook.com slash Gold Tree Realty. Once again, that's Gold Tree Realty, 812-432-2556. And by Emporium Hair Salon, now under new ownership. Emporium is a full-service hair salon offering cuts, color, extensions, barbering, facial waxing, as well as bridal and special occasion hair. They're also a Redkin and Moroccan oil retailer, and of course, you should always shop local. Emporium also offers Cura Therapy smoothing systems with almost 4,000 square feet. There's plenty of room for social distancing with at least six feet in between all stations. They have 18 stylists and have booth rental space available. If you're wanting to feel and look your best, check out Emporium Hair Salon on Evansville's east side, 4913 Theater Drive. Call them at 812-401-1941. And as a special offer for listeners of the Rob's Podcast with Maddie West, if you mention you heard it here, they're going to give you 10% off of your first service. That's Emporium Hair Salon. Schedule your first appointment at 812 1941 and get 10% off. If you'd like to advertise on the Rob's podcast with Maddie West, please email the Rob's podcast at gmail.com. Let's welcome back to the show, Maddie West. What's up? Are you, you're back home. You're back in Indiana, right? I'm back in my attic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Well, I think this is probably the first time on this show I'll ever be able to say not good. What's even, wrong? Even though I had COVID. I st- this is still the first episode. Where you I'm had like- never seemed happier than when you contracted COVID. <laughs> I mean, that's everyone just is like, it's amazing. It almost gave you life. It seemed like. Yeah, it did. It gave me a new meaning of life. But then shortly after uh, I caught something else called anxiety and that's been really controlling my life as of late. So I think for the first time on this show, I'm just going to say I'm straight up not having a good time, bro. Well, you know what, Maddie, that's okay. A few things, that's right. A few things about this. First of all, this is, I'm sorry, because I know what that's like, and I know it's something you struggle with, and I know this is really real for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to let you handle this the way you think you should handle this. Um, This is something we wouldn't have been allowed to talk about, believe it or not, in our in our on our radio show. But I mean, I mean, if you want to talk about it, hit me with it. You can, you 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 know, you can talk to me about it. Yeah. So, so I've, I've always been pretty transparent at the fact that I've had anxiety and OCD for as long as I can remember, even as a kid, like I remember my parents just never understanding why I was just so like different than my sisters and like the way my brain worked. And as I got into like adolescence and early adulthood, I was like, you know what, like, this is like a a thing and I need to address it. And so I've seen, you know, several doctors and therapists and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, diagnosed with anxiety and OCD, a majority of my adult life. And I try to be transparent about it because I'm definitely not alone. And the thing I love about being alive and the time that we're alive is that mental health is such a priority now. And it used to not be. 
That's true. Um, that it's it's like, definitely gotten a lot of focus in uh, the mainstream world. Right. Yeah. And so, so I already feel less alone because of that, because anxiety is a pretty debilitating disease to have or, or condition to have because it makes you feel really alone. Like no one understands what you're going through. And I just had a bad flare up this weekend, worse than I've had since even before Woodson was born and, um, trying to navigate that while also having someone that's so dependent on you has been an entirely new struggle because before I didn't have to be happy for anyone and I didn't have to hide it, I guess I could just kind of go off on my own, you know, and like curl up in a ball and just like feel my emotions. And now I can't do that. I'm kind of forced to face it head on every day and not let Woodson really see it, you know, because like up to him, it would, I just, I have to not let him know anything's wrong. But I think the reason what led to my breakdown, I'll call it a breakdown because let's be honest, that's what it was. Anyone in contact with me this weekend knows that. (laughs) So Um, let me clarify. Was this when, was this, you went to, was it Phoenix this weekend or Arizona at least? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so so something happened there. Yeah. Right. So whenever I was there, just full transparency, I want to be completely upfront and honest with everyone, even though I know as someone with anxiety and OCD, it sounds ridiculous to people that don't have it. It's just the way my brain works and I don't know how to explain it. But um, I got like a cosmetic procedure done that I hadn't gotten done before called filler, which is Botox filler. It's all similar, right? No one is surprised Um, by this. So I got (laughs) that and this particular thing I had never gotten before. And then, um, I was really like anxious about it just because I'm anxious about everything anyway, because hello, I have anxiety. But then I was convinced afterwards that it was causing complications, even though I'm sure it wasn't. It's just my brain like, Maddie, what did you do? You fucked it up. You're gonna be all fucked up now. You know what I mean? That's just how my anxiety works. Um, and then that on top of the fact that I actually got a job, which is exciting. That was something on my list of things to talk about was I saw that you got a job on social media. And in fact, I, I I wasn't too caught off guard because I got one of the, uh, I was called as a reference for that that job. I only put down the people I know will give me five star reviews. Oh dude, I talked (laughs) you up. (laughs) That's what she said. She's like, everyone just acted like you were fantastic. And I was like, well, full disclosure, (laughs) I have crippling anxiety. So, (laughs) so, so, um, I was really anxious about starting my new job. And whenever I was out in uh, Arizona with my mom, we decided we would go shopping for like more professional clothes. You know what I mean? Cause you can't wear leggings and a sweatshirt every day. It turns out in the professional world. I do that with my so, mom too. Yeah. My, when my mom came in and visited after Will was born, cause you remember that was just two weeks after the radio station fired me. Right. I uh, remember. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we went and just got, you know, some fresh threads. That's mm-hmm. what the kids say, right? Fresh threads. Yeah, Boy, that's I, exactly I just, what we say. <laughs> so, I got some, dude. I got some sweet got some threads. Sweet yeah. Man, yeah. We got in my whip and we just yeah. we drove down to the mall and we got some fresh threads. That's ex- I've said that <laughs> sentence so many times in my life. <laughs> this is probably so a good I episode think, for me um, to be. I look like a complete shadow. I you can't like even more than last week. You can't you can't even tell. Like I mean, I'm here. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, you can't see a thing on the recording. It's okay. We're we'll getting, the out. lights will be here. Yeah. My understanding is next episode for sure, I'm going to cool. be lit better. But at least we can cool. see Maddie. 
yeah, that's all that matters. Just how lovely I look right now in my manic state. So you and Shelly, um, you're going, you're going shopping for your fresh threads. For my fresh threads. Yes. And, um, it just kind of hit me because this job I was going to take, and I say I was going to, because spoiler alert, I didn't end up doing it. Um, was going to be full time. We were working out sitting arrangements for Woodson. And I think after getting that procedure done and being anxious about that, and then sitting there and shopping for clothes for a job I know I didn't want, I just had just a mental breakdown. I don't know how still to say it. Like, I don't know how else to word it. It's just like all of my nerves about the new job, about getting this thing done. I mean, hello, I've had my titties filleted open, like in bags stuffed in there. And I was worried about a little cosmetic filler, but that it's like I said, it doesn't make sense. It's just the way anxiety works. I know it sounds ridiculous, you know, it, to, to someone out there that doesn't suffer from it. And gosh, count your lucky stars because it is debilitating. But um, I think it all just manifested right there in that moment of checking out at uh, the store that we were at with all of my clothes. And I'm like, my mom, she's sitting here and she's buying me all these clothes for a job that I don't want. And I'm not ready to leave my baby yet. And I'm not ready to work full time yet. And I thought that I was, and I was so excited, but deep down, I just, and then it, it just like exploded in like the worst kind of confetti possible. And so, yeah, right there in like the middle of the Scottsdale mall, I just had like a full blown panic attack. My mom had to like get me out of there. Cause mind you, she's been my mother forever. She knows, she yeah. knows how I work. You know what I mean? It's just, so, I was just like having a meltdown. I was convincing myself I was going blind because of this cosmetic filler. Um, uh, so that was a whole nother thing. I called the doctor that did it and I'm like, I want it taken out. Oh my God. It was just, and then I tell my mom, I don't want to do this job. And I like call Kent and I'm like, I don't want to go back to work. And it was just like a lot. It still is a lot. And when you go through something that big all at once and you get that anxious, it's like you have like a hangover from it, which can very well lead to depression, by the way. So it's very important to not stay hungover too long, Yeah, uh -huh. you know, and kind of get your mind busy again and kind of get back in your normal swing of things. And I was really glad to be home and be like in my comfort zone with my kid and Kent because Kent is a fucking saint. I tell you what, sometimes I'm like, why, why do you stick around? <laughs> you stick around with someone who's convinced they're going blind off cosmetic filler. Like, well, I mean, how fucking ridiculous does that sound? I don't I don't know. I don't know anything about cosmetic filler, but I mean, well, so. trust me, I've done so much research. I'm basically a doctor at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and turns out you can go blind from cosmetic filler, but it would have happened by now. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am not going blind. Uh, but hey, I have noticed I was going to say, look no, at that. Congratulate. We yeah. can cheers to fully, fully sighted. <laughs> but now I'm just convinced that I have all these vision issues going on, even you, though I probably really don't. It's just once again, my anxiety, like, have you always seen this way? Or are you just seeing this way now? So, yeah, you I, know what I mean? I will say before, <laughs> like before we started the show, when we were just on the video call, Maddie was like, Hey, can I, can I reveal the question you asked me about my vision? Oh yeah, sure, sure. You, you're like, do you see things as like static? <laughs> and I don't I, know how else to explain it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think no. so. But like, I, I get those. And I'm like, God damn it, just say yes. <laughs> I turn my fucking brain off. 
Should just I just say yes? Holy shit! The whole world is static, Maddie. You're exactly right. Like, dude, I, I only see Me things too. in static too. I know exactly, but I, I, I don't, and I'm sorry. Well, it's. I'm glad that you're honest with me because out of all of my friends that I've polled about this half say yes and half say no so actually there's actually a term for it it's called visual snow and it's kind of basically like everything has just a teeny tiny little static lens on it i don't know how else to it's almost like when you're looking at a screen like out of a screen window only not nearly as severe and the holes are much much smaller does that make sense it sounds really crazy but there's there's people out there that know what i'm talking about i guarantee it because if like five out of ten of my friends say yes then i can't be the only one the thing is, I never noticed it before. It's probably how I've seen my entire life and never noticed it. It's a pretty common condition that a lot of people have. But getting this filler in my eyes made me realize it because it turns out there's no direct tie. They it can't be the it can't be the cause of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. If it, you if you see that way, it's a neurological thing. Like I was telling and you, so there's the- nothing. Like there was a time where I was, I wasn't, I, I try not to use the word like depressed um, flippantly because I know it's like a, a diagnosed thing. And it doesn't mean sad, but there mm-hmm. was a time where like I was going through stuff. It was right before I met Brittany, uh, especially stuff at work wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And my eye would spasm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've I, had eye twitches before. I know I, what you mean. But it was, it was definitely, I learned it was definitely related to stress stress right and it was like it I don't, it doesn't make sense that one would connect to the other like why would my eye twitch right. due to stress but it's just like it's a real thing and your body works i mean like literally anxiety just like a feeling not even like a not even not even a physical thing can like make you throw up oh yeah you know it's it's so crazy how the body is just like you know what shut everything down we're done here today <laughs> yeah like just over a feeling it's bizarre but unfortunately i feel things too much way too much too bad too intense and it causes just a chain reaction when what you were experiencing Mm -hmm. i was getting hit with heavy stuff before i took the before i took the job i have now which i'm very happy with um i was going to take a different job and um, I also got to that point where I, I, I had a breakdown that didn't sound as severe as yours, but mm-hmm. where I was kind of starting to freak out. Like this was, this was something totally foreign to me and, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't think I wanted to do it and I was scared and I just felt this weight of having a two week old baby and right, a new yeah. wife and all this stuff. And it was just like, I was worried about letting every, I was worried about letting everybody down. And well, yeah. uh, but well, I, yeah. I realized I had definitely throughout that time, that job search time, I've definitely put myself last and yeah. maybe that was the right thing to do. Maybe it wasn't, you know, I had a newborn and a wife who was just weeks postpartum and mm-hmm. maybe it was a good time to be put last. But at, the, at some point I had to confront that. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I landed on my feet and I'm really glad that I did, but maybe that was your body's way of telling you it wasn't the right job for you. I think so. And I think, like I said, it was just a manifestation of everything that was stressing me out, just coming to a head. And excuse me, I think real underlying cause of it all was the job. 
and knowing that I didn't want to do that. And I wasn't ready to leave my son yet. And luckily, fortunately, I'm in the position where I can make that decision. Some people aren't. Correct. I Some wasn't. have to go back to work, to work. You know what I mean? They have to, to survive. Yeah. I'm that not was, one of those people. That was I mean, my I'm situation. Not saying we're, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we're rolling in the dough. That's definitely not the case, but we can get by on one salary. And when I say get by, that's exactly what we're doing. You know what I mean? We're not taking lavish vacations on our dime. It's all Shelly's. And, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we live within our means and there was a lot of adjustment that had to be made when I got fired from the radio station and we did go to a one income household. I mean, let's be honest, they weren't paying me hardly anything either. Yeah, I mean, but, I was, um, I was going to say, I mean, no one was right. living, no one's living off a radio salary. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it helped. It was extra. It was more, it was, you know, and so I think it, I, again, was in a, like the, a similar situation to you where I was like, you know, I can't just stay in this spot forever. I need to do more for my family. I need to provide more. Like, I just don't want to be like that wife that lives off her husband. And like, just kind of saw myself in the way of like, not a failure, but not like I was contributing anything when in reality, I know I contribute a lot. I raise my kid, sure. do it on my own. I do it day in and day out. I keep the house clean I keep dinner made. You know what I mean? And I contribute a lot, but I guess because I wasn't financially contributing, I was really struggling with that. And that's why I kind of felt this pressure. Cause even though the radio wasn't paying much, I could still say I had a job. I was bringing in some money, you know what I mean? And I was doing something with my life, with my college degree. It's so and, funny because that was like, for me, for, let's see, so I had a 16-year radio career. For 14 of those years, like, that was enough for me. Like, to be able to get right. by on my radio mm-hmm. salary was good enough. And then that relationship became really toxic, too. Right. And was doing me no, like, that that solace wasn't there anymore. Yeah, um, and you're like, at what expense right. is, it not a, is it not okay? That was... You know, like, you can't put a dollar amount on your happiness or your mental health. Or, you know what I mean? So it's like, sometimes the only thing you can do is just get the fuck out of there or not fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. Period. So did you, and I I, had a really hard time admitting that to myself. Like, listen, it's okay because you know, you're going to freak out when you start working this job, you know, it's too much time away for your son. You know, you know, all you're going to do is worry. Like, excuse me, you know, all of these things are going to happen. So like, you're going to just go ahead and do it just because you're going to make some money. And I was just like, it's just not worth it. There's and so that was it. I just made that decision. I, Maddie, it was probably the right thing for you to do then. You know, I, I mean, think that. so, so did you, and did I'm you okay call, about that. Did you call them? Like, did you say like, like what'd you do? Yeah. So I, so I sent them like a, like a, not like a resignation letter because I hadn't even started yet. Actually today was supposed to be my first day which again has also caused my anxiety to be pretty bad today because I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I should be like working right now. Ugh. I just like sent them a formal letter that was like, listen, after like some consideration, cause I was going to be doing marketing and I had never done marketing before. I was actually kind of excited to do it. It's something I think I'd be good at. Um, the job title, the job description, the <laughs> you better have been good incredible. at because I talked you up like you were going to be a freaking <laughs> maverick at it. Like you're going to be amazing. You should have heard me well, talk I, you I, up. <laughs> Maybe I would have been, and I think I would have been. There's nothing I've tried that I haven't done my best at being the best at. You know what I mean? So, so I had to like tell them like, um, hey, like, remember that time I peed in a cup, and you're like, cool. Do you want to come work for us because your pee is clean? And I went through <laughs> you had to pee in a cup. Those, yeah, and it was. I don't clean. think I've ever had to do that for a job. <laughs> 
<laughs> let's focus on the, the real shocker here. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? When did I last hit the vape pen? I had to like sit there and think about it as I'm peeing in this cup of my toddler. When is the, the last time room. you? When is the last time you took a illegal substance? Um, uh, whenever I was having a panic attack in Arizona, my mom was like, "Take these Xanax and just go to bed." <laughs> so you took it. So that Shelly was, always knows the best way to cope. Was your P test clean? Bef- was your P test before that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. So before before, before this past weekend, when's mm-hmm. the last time you took illegal substances? Okay, so we have like a vape pen, which is basically like an e-cig, only it has weed in it. Sure, I know what a vape pen is. Yeah, and um, whenever the last time I was hungover was, which let's be honest, has been within the last month or so, I would always take just a tiny little hit off of that to help me not feel so so hungover. But turns out it's not enough to register in a (laughs) P-test. Okay, so okay, so you 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 got some, you had some weed. Yeah, but if it if it seems like I'm talking like too low or like not as loud as I am is because my kid is still sleeping downstairs. And so I'm trying not to like, okay, wake him up. It's not be, well, it's also because I'm depressed and anxious, but not all of it is because I'm depressed. Were were you wearing some fresh threads when you were hitting the bud? Yo, (laughs) I actually was, I believe it. Of course. Sorry. I'm trying to, it was some fresh, some fresh threads. I had actually bought the threads that day at target. Oh, look at you. Wow. And speaking of fresh threads, I got fresh kicks today. I'll send you a picture so you can put them up right now because I need everyone to see them. Okay. These are these are my new Raiders tennis shoes. And um, don't ask the cost because I just asked Shelly to buy them for me. But um, <laughs> they're like actual Oakland Raiders tennis. Or, oh, my, my bad. Las Vegas Raiders tennis shoes. That's my newest fresh nice. thread. Looking forward to seeing them. So (laughs) were you able to have a good time in Arizona or was it really just an anxiety? No. Uh, Yeah. The first day was cool. And then we went shopping um, after my panic attack. We went shopping again that next day. And that kind of kept my mind off stuff. But I really didn't start to notice like the vision stuff until I got home. And so I was kind of just anxious there just about like, what if something goes wrong that I got home and I was convincing myself something was going wrong. And so really, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to see an eye doctor just so he tells me I'm not going crazy. And, um, I might, I literally might go back out and get them dissolved just for a peace of mind, get the filler dissolved just for peace of mind. We are never getting back in the studio. I know. It's just never I going know. to happen. <laughs> I'm going to give it a few days though. So we'll see. We'll see. Shelly's out there. Like I said, for the rest of the month recovering, which by the way, she's doing great. Her snaps back, she's her, by herself. Her snap story today. If, if you want to reveal what it was, go ahead. Um, she's getting a, she's getting an interesting procedure done today. I saw. She put that on her story. Yeah. Oh my God, Rob. <laughs> she put it on her story. Well, I mean, I, I think it may have been sent to me, but it was, it was, it was definitely sent to a lot of people because she was referencing. Oh my she God. Was referencing she did that the people. other day too. She put it on her story. I'm like, mom, when it's on your story, everyone can see it. And she's like, oh my gosh, how many people have seen that? I'm like fucking 18. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, how do I delete it? How do I delete it? I'm like, oh my God. Will she get, uh, will she get she's mad? She's getting like a. No, 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 no. She's getting like a Brazilian wax. I was going to get one <laughs> while I was done out there. Cause I was like, what? That would be the best content to talk about on this show. My first ever experience with the wax, but, um, well, this is way too much information, but your pubic hair has to be a certain length. Well, I know what, I know what that length is off. now. Thanks to your mom. <laughs> yeah. It's like a grain of that's rice. That's what she said. It's, she said it's gotta be a grain yes. of rice. 
Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, she's got her head wrapped because of whatever she got, whatever other procedures she got. So yeah. she looks like okay. Think about like when Donald Duck gets hit by an anvil or something, and he's got his head wrapped with like a ice with like a with like an mm-hmm. ice pack on top of it. Her her mom's head is wrapped like from the top to the yeah. bottom. And she's, right. it looks it's like, like what I had to wear when I had my wisdom teeth removed. It's like a big bandage <laughs> that like fastens on the top of your head. Yeah. Like and ice the, packs down here. And then so, so she can barely speak anyway, cause her mouth can't open all the way. And now she's talking about how she's about to get all of her hair waxed off and it's gotta be the length of a grain of rice. And I'm just you like, <laughs> the poor woman needs to, she, she needs to just leave herself alone. I feel so bad. I, I don't know why, you know, I wish somebody would have told me that before I got under eye filler and I wouldn't have had quite the panic uh, um, experience I had. Uh, um, I literally <laughs> I told, told you, like, if you don't believe me, I can this? find the audio. I literally <laughs> no, told I know. you. I know. It was before you got your lips done. I know. I should just stop. It's just so You should tempting. absolutely stop. <laughs> you are 26 so years old and people are offering I to know. pay for your OnlyFans. Like, you need to chill. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I know, I know. But the the bad thing about this is now I like can't unsee it, and it's hard to get your mind off something when it's quite literally your vision. Does what did you even? Sense? So what is what is filler? Like what does that even mean? Like I know it. The uh, word it, it puffs stuff out. You were you so were people, upset with the way your eyes looked. Yeah, well, it's just like a very like micro dose of it that helps like reduce the appearance of under eye bags, if that makes sense. And since I kind of always have like this purplish tint down here, it would help make that go away. But they do it just so very minimal. And I was like, it's just like such an easy thing to do and apparently makes this huge difference. And I was like, well, I want to do that. I don't like having eye bags. (laughs) And... Now here we are. And I now, wish I would have never done it. Now here we are. <laughs> now here we are. Well, now here we are. Now I'm convinced I can't see anything. And now you're going to go back on a plane and get them all taken out and all this. Maybe, maybe we'll see. I'm going to give it a couple more days. I'm going to see my eye doctor and see what he says. And then depending on what he says, so, I've done, again, we don't have to go all into it. I've done a ton of research and there's like such a small chance that it had anything to do with it, that it's probably not that. So but I need a professional to tell me that. When you when you wrote your letter of resignation to the job you never started. Right. How did they react? They didn't ever say anything. They never responded? No, never responded. Wouldn't it be funny if they're just like waiting for you to show up? Like, hmm. I know. I like kept like watching my phone today, like they're not gonna call me, are when they? When did like, you where are you? When did you email them? <laughs> a, cu- a couple days ago, hmm. right when I got home from my trip. And they never, so wrote, they never like, they never like accepted it. They never said, okay, thanks for letting us know or anything. Mm-mm. Nope. Wow. I feel like they're mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> so are you still, do you consider yourself looking for a job? Or are you just saying that that wasn't the right one for me? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely still might consider myself still looking, but let's do more part-time, which is what I said from the beginning. And originally what this job was supposed to be was part-time. And then right towards the end, they were like, it's looking more full-time. Is that Okay. And I was like, I'll try to make it work. I'll try to make it work. And then I was like, nah, I'm not going to make it work. Huh? Man. Well, I'm sorry. So, sorry. You had, so like, I remember last time we went to Arizona, it was like, yeah, we had so much fun. We went to this restaurant and guys yeah. are doing Coke <laughs> off the bathroom, the toilet seats. And we had titty exactly. cakes and we had all yeah. <laughs> this time. It sounds like it's the polar opposite. It was a little, it was a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, not as exciting either, just because I mean, we still had a great time. I always have a good time with my mom and my aunt. 
And um, your mom, your mom is literally the best. Like your mom is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And she would do anything for me. And so we had such a great time. And, you know, besides the fact that I had a mental breakdown, everything else was good. Everything else was fun. You know, we went shopping and we got fancy drinks at restaurants and it was, it was fun. So I can't say it was all bad because it definitely was not all bad. Wow. Well, Maddie, I'm sorry now to hear I that. Am. Yeah, it's like it's like it's another a very special episode of the Ross Podcast, with Maddie West. <laughs> Maddie has a breakdown. <laughs> Sing um, it with me, folks. <laughs> This episode of the Rob's Podcast, The Maddie West, is brought to you by All About You DJ. Let All About You DJ host your next wedding, party, or event. All About You DJ specializes in wedding receptions as well as any other private parties, including birthdays, engagement parties, school dances, or any other special event you may need a DJ for. We work with you to ensure that your entertainment is perfect for your event. At All About You DJ, your event is not only important to you, but it's also important to us. We want to make it memorable for all those involved. All About You provides everything you need to make your wedding the event of your dream. From dazzling photo booths to ensure your event is one your guests will never forget, to gorgeous uplighting to make your wedding photos pop, All About You offers several different packages to fit your needs. You can even ask for me, The Rob, to host your party. Check out our five-star reviews on Google and on Facebook.com slash DJ. Give us a call at 812-402-0610 or check us out online at AllAboutYouDJ.com. If you'd like to advertise on The Rob's Podcast with Maddie West, please email The Rob's Podcast at gmail.com. I got some uh, feedback from last week's episode and you, you know what people talk to me about the most? What? I kind of thought it would be the vagina candle. Oh, which by the way, I saw your mom purchased. She got us one, Rob. Have you, has it come in yet? No, not, but we, <laughs> and turns out Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle is fucking expensive. I don't she, know what kind of vagina she thinks that she has, but that's an expensive ass candle. So, I get it. I get the hype. But listen, like I'd sell my vagina candle for like maybe twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Venmo, has Venmo, no Waddy Mast at Venmo. No, because you you know my creepy <laughs> friends are lining up. Yeah, I would sell my vagina candle for like maybe twenty, or two, or two for thirty. I feel like I, if I needed to make I. <laughs> This will be great. I don't even have to, I'll do it. All right, wait, wait, listen. If I had to, if I, okay, you know, like after you work out and you're like not smelling the best or whatever. Right, I, yeah. I can pinpoint exactly what my private smell like at their worst. Oh, absolutely. Same. But no, and I imagine can, as I a could female, just, I can describe it. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. So, like, indeed, like you could describe like the potency of it. I could, I could say something that could immediately put the smell in your nostril. <laughs> As a woman, we get that. And then sometimes you even get a throw in a period in the mix <laughs> and it really gets things nice and nice and juicy. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was going to make my own candle and I'll let you answer if you want to in a second. Okay. Yeah. My candle would smell like um, you know that, you know that kind Say of it. I can't wait. That kind of white cheddar popcorn. Um, it comes in like a black bag. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if it's called like Smart Pop or like it's. It is like Smart Food, but it's like it, it comes yeah. in a black mm-hmm. bag, and so if yes. you if you eat a lot of it, and then you have that white cheddar residue on your fingers. 
if you take if you take that and just whiff it i would say that's what that's what i smell like at my worst i feel like how i need to go to the eye doctor you might also need a trip to the doctor (laughs) no i'm totally kidding that is so insanely specific that i don't even think i could compare to that if i could tell you what i smell like after hitting the gym at my worst um, it would be Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle. <laughs> <laughs> Only worse. <laughs> Only like a sweaty, like this candle smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's sweaty vagina. <laughs> then that's what it would be like. <laughs> I imagine she's I, I probably have, giving herself some. I don't some, have a food. It doesn't be a food. Just an odor. You don't, I mean, you don't have to answer either. I mean, whatever. Let me think about it. I might have to get insanely specific. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to work out later today. And then I'm going to waft. And then I'm going to take notes. That's fine. Waft and take notes. That's Welcome fine. to Maddie's lecture, everyone. Get out <laughs> a pencil. The, waft. The thing, take I, notes. the thing I actually heard the most about from people was they really liked when we got into um, ways the media is dishonest, sometimes without even knowing it. I'm so glad people like that because that actually turned into a very serious conversation, which is not typical of us. Right. Today's been that way too. Yeah. And today's been that way too. So maybe we need to dedicate a little time each show to be like, how's Maddie losing her fucking mind now? (laughs) And how's the media corrupt? And you know what? We would always have content. (laughs) Well, and I listened back to it and I was like, you know what? It was kind of, because a lot of people might not really know. It was so normal to us because we lived it all the time. Yeah, and exactly. Like there's like examples are like there's a lot of these people in the media don't even realize they're doing it. They they don't re- this just by they're the, following suit. Yeah, yeah. They're or they're they're just choosing their stories. Though you know, I mean, yeah. I have to come in here. I've got a stack of stories I want to talk to Maddie about, and just that process yeah. of choosing stories is slanting things sometimes. Or the sources you get your stories from, even if you think you ah, we're just reporting what the CDC says or what. Because I, I mean, like I said, I, I've got people on my newsfeed who really don't understand what's going on because they're in the media. Right. They think they're being honest. Right. And then to their defense, like they're being honest to them but yeah. there's there's more than one way of looking at things and that's what a lot of people are having a hard time understanding this election cycle well yeah and it's really important to do that before you get out and vote to not just base your opinion off what people are sharing on your newsfeed. like you and I, i'm not defending donald trump in any way because i have done my research and i do know where i stand on my opinion there, but there are some people that are just doing what their friends do, doing what their families do. And I like to even bring up the presidential election in the presence of my family is like, you're ready to start a war because I am the only one that feels the way I do. My, you're kidding me. I'm the same. I'm the same way. I thought, I thought for sure though, your family would have been different. Oh no, no. Like, it's a rich people thing is all I can say. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, right. With, so, so with me, we can bring it up, but it's, um, it's become like a, I get on, I get in a corner. Right. And yeah, exactly. I, and, and, and then people start asking all these really uncomfortable questions and you're just like, Oh, but I'm also like, in like this, I'm like in like this other weird part where it's like, I try to be really fair to the president, mm-hmm. even though same, even right. though I'm not even like, I don't care for him. Right. Yeah. yeah. And even though I don't like support him with my vote or whatever, it's like, I try to be as fair to him as I can because well, a, it's just my, the way I work. Like I try to be fair to everybody and B it's like, right. 
nobody else in the media really does that. You know, it's just well, yeah, and because there's, there's not, I don't disagree with a hundred percent of the things that he does. Right. So right. like if, if there's like a hatred of Donald Trump scale and one is you love him and 10 is you hate him, mm -hmm. I'm more of like a six as opposed to like a 10. Okay. I definitely see what you mean. And I would say that as of lately, I might be the same way. And I know when I say that there's someone out there right now that's like, Oh my God. Right. How can you not just hate his fucking guts? You know what I mean? And it's because, and I'll say it, I don't necessarily think that Donald Trump's a bad president. I think he's a really fucking shitty person though. And that's why I don't like him. You know what I mean? But I do think that he is capable of making smart decisions for I'll the say, country. I'll say capable. Yeah. And sometimes he's done that. And I'm sure he's done things that have, I'll say, I know so, he's I'll done say sometimes he's done that. Right. Sometimes he's done that and it's been, and it's been good. It's been beneficial to us as a country. It's beneficial to us as a whole. Not always, definitely not always, <laughs> definitely not always beneficial to certain groups of people, certain types of people, certain, um, economic scales of people, I guess we'll say. But, uh, you know, I know he's capable of making smart decisions. I know he's capable of running a country just how well and how efficiency, how efficiently is, is definitely up for debate. I don't think that he's a good, that good at doing it, which is why I think someone else should replace him. See, here's, but, the, here's the thing is he is running the country in a way that his, he's representing America's values, whether we like it or not, because he won the election. Mm -hmm. So for four right. years, you kind of get to lead with that um, mentality. Now, if in a few weeks, we as a country say, no, our values have changed, then, mm -hmm. then it will speak for itself. Right. But for, for him to change when he is in office, would be a disservice to the people who voted him in, which was, I don't want to say Correct. a majority because he lost the popular vote, but you know what I mean, he won the election. So yeah. his job is to represent those values. Mm -hmm. We don't like those values and I get that and we're, we're, we're entitled to that, but he's doing that and he's doing right. it the way, I mean, when he says the things that he says, like we may be, even though you and I aren't racist, our country, I'm, I'm learning, might still be definitely still is. And to me, it seems so archaic to dictate, to, to lead with what I feel are racist values, but perhaps he's representing the country the way we have chosen to represent ourselves. Again, not right. the two of us, but the seven million or the seven, the, the billion of us or whatever we are, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's, it's such a, it's such a weird, cause it is weird for us to like say nice things about him, but it's also refreshing in that same breath. I feel like. Yeah. And I just feel like, like I was saying, if, if you're going to get out there and you're going to vote, I hope you do it from a place of knowledge and not a place of, um, everyone else's opinion because the media is really good at making Donald Trump look like a bad guy. And I do think that he's a bad guy in his own rights, but for X, Y, and Z, not just because, my friend on Facebook shared this thing yeah. that said, oh my gosh, he's a bad guy. Yeah. No. So I think it's really important to, to get educated because that I'm was sure always, there's things about. That was always my thing. There's a lot of DJs that I see on my newsfeed that are like, they think they did their, their daily duty by telling us to go vote, which is great. Sure. Yeah. Go vote. Right. My thing was mm -hmm. always go educate yourself. And then the, the yeah. voting will follow that 
uh, automatically. Way, yeah, way, way before you go vote, you should go educate yourself. That's definitely the best advice for the the time that we're living in right now. So if that because op- I'm sure there's things about Biden that people don't like either. There are a lot of things about and Biden they, people don't they, like. Right, and and they might not even necessarily know those things, but they're going to vote for him, and they don't realize that they're voting against something that they might not necessarily believe in. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I'm like. You just need to go vote. Sure, you might be picking between the lesser of two evils here, but at least you can be educated. Yeah. No, and like I said, and if you educate yourself, that you, the voting will just come with that. Come naturally. Yeah. Right. So yep. I, I know that there's a lot of people who tout themselves as these virtue warriors by, guess what? I told, I shared a go vote thing three times today, LaDon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's great. That That's cool and everything. And I know you think you're doing a great job, but- I would say go educate yourself first. You know, make sure you yep. make sure you know who I you're agree. voting for, uh, and that's not I me agree. telling you. I mean, listen, if 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 your political view is different than mine, that's fine, but at least come from a place of knowledge. You know, that's yeah. my thing, and I can respect that too. Like, if you're pro Trump, we can still be friends. Like, we can still sure go out to eat together. We can still like, you know, I wish that they would stop hitting people against each other just, just based on their political opinion, because like we're capable of being friends with anyone from any group, but you just like, I don't even understand why it's like just even like a thing, you know? And so it's like, just because I disagree with you doesn't mean that I think you're an idiot or doesn't mean that I don't value your opinions. You know, we all have different ones. That's what makes us unique. And you have your reasons for believing the way you do. And I have my reasons for believing the way I do. And now I'm just repeating verbatim what I have to say every time I'm in front of my family. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think his legacy will be that of the worst president or do you not think that? Well, gosh, I don't know. I feel like we have a lot more presidents to go through in my lifetime, at least I hope. But um, okay, so far. Yeah. See, I feel like, and now he hasn't won re-election well, yet. Yeah. But I feel like if you right. win re-election, you don't, you become disqualified for that personally. Well, yeah, because majority rules, a majority is saying, "Hey, dude, he's not that bad." Right. And if the most, again, I know he lost the popular vote, but if most people are okay with that, then I feel like it, that trumps my vote, so to speak. You know, yeah. it's like you, right. you know, yeah. so most people seem to. I mean, approve. it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then the other thing is like, so, I don't know. I think I, I, my head always wants to go to Nixon who was before mm-hmm. our time or whatever, but it's like, he got, you know, he got into some serious trouble while he was in the white house and, right. uh, That's true. you know, left and the whole, didn't even finish his presidency and yeah. the whole thing is like, you know, and I think back to you, know, like, like the first, it's, it's pretty rare that a president doesn't win reelection, but the mm-hmm. first, the first Bush didn't win reelection. So people yeah, obviously true. didn't approve of him, but I don't yeah. remember our country being in this. He's just been so, I feel like he's been a very divisive guy. I feel like he's been really narcissistic yeah. and, and, and into like his own interest. But if people are into that, then who am I to say it's, it's the wrong way to lead. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. have any Trump news in this stack of papers today, by the way. So, okay. So everyone can. Other than the fact that apparently he recovered from COVID and he feels better than ever. Oh, he's yeah. He thinks he's Superman. He's got he's yeah. He's got uh, that tiger blood. Which I'm like, is anxiety a side effect of COVID? Because I definitely (laughs) got that part. (laughs) Um, You know, so yeah, I did have stuff I want to talk to you about. But by the way, so if if our conversation last week at all illuminated you to the way the media works and the way it can sometimes be dishonest without even realizing it. That's great, mm-hmm. you know, because that was yeah. wasn't even something That's I planned awesome. on talking about, but it made me happy that you know it kind of 
it, it kind of brought that to the forefront is everything you're consuming has some sort of slant, whether you like it or not. Right. Yeah. And then some of that's inevitable because it's just so driven by whoever's writing it or whoever's sharing it and the way they're sharing it. Does that make sense? At least with like, us, could be like with us, we tell Trump you- adopted a puppy and we would be like, you know, depending on how we wanted to present it, find a way to make that make him look bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just depends on how you're going to twist it. And the one thing with us is at least we tell you our slant. Like we tell you, you know, like where, where we're coming from on the issues or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that these important, these conversations are important. I think mental health conversations are important. Political conversations are important. And I'm really glad that we have the platform to do that. And more importantly, I'm glad that people like to listen to it. Maybe people don't like to listen to my mental health issues. I will find that out after this episode airs, but <laughs> hey, listen. at least we know they like the political. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll find out. Um, yeah. I've got some entertainment stuff. If you want me to get into it, I know you're super yeah. into Megan the stallion. I love hot girl Meg. Did you see that Tory Lanez was finally charged in her shooting? Oh, finally, after yeah. like admitting it and then denying it and then admitting it and then denying it. Now it was always kind of charged. It was always kind of an unspoken truth that it, this right. happened well, in and July. She just, yeah. And he, and she just said, dude, you shot me. And he was like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, listen, I've never been shot. Thank God. I find it hard to believe being in the same car with someone and someone shooting you, it would be hard to uh, identify the shooter. Wait, were they in the same car? <laughs> they were in the exact same car. He was like driving it or in the passenger seat and she was in the back seat. Then he shot her. Oh, I didn't know they were in a car. Yeah. They were or at in, like, least a she vehicle. was like a moving bee. I'm pretty sure from, from what I read and he like shot her in the foot inside this car. Well, he's looking. Oh, sorry about that. He's looking at uh, 22 years and eight months Ooh. if convicted. Oh my God. So at is she 20- pressing charges? I don't think so, but this I th- is just like, they figured it out on their own. Yeah. I think, I think it's coming from okay. like the government or I'm not sure exactly how it works. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after reporting, never shot anyone. So Cardi B and offset were, broken up you know the story cardi 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 what's up talk to her i love her i love her cardi listen it's your girl maddie here we were doing good sweetheart (laughs) we were doing we were Were making big steps we were getting divorced we were moving on from someone that was not that was taking us for granted we were finding out our worth we were being a single hot boss ass bitch business lady and then you just went right back right back right like literally like a fucking week (laughs) a week and listen i have a kid with somebody i understand you got to deal with that person the rest of your life whether you like it or not you share a bond, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, you share a kid, you share ties to that person emotionally for the rest of your life. And I get it. And just loving someone in general, you're tied to them for the rest of your life. Cause if you've ever been in love with someone, that's just something that you always have in your heart for that person, regardless. Interesting. Trying but, to, I'm trying to think if I agree with that. Or not. <laughs> but like, I mean, I've only been in love a couple times. I still hold love for the people that I was in love with in my heart. Maybe that's just cause I'm like a hopeless romantic, but I still like, I still just like want them to be okay. And I want them to be successful in their life without me. And I want them to like still have a fulfilled life, even though at one point that meant us being together. Like I just, I just always have like that 
caring in my heart that I'm just like, man, I really did care about them at one point. And I really did love them at one point and I wish them the best. But then again, the people that I've loved, thank goodness, it's never ended badly. So I've never had a reason to not wish them well. Remember like, how there's you- no exes of mine that I loved where I was like, Remember how you said you wanted to take a a little bit and think about what your private part smelled like for a candle? Yes, I can't wait to do I want I wanted to I'm trying to think if I agree with your statement or not. I, I don't immediately agree okay. or disagree. I feel like it's easy to say I disagree with that if your relationship with the person that you were in love with ended badly, which like I said I've only been in love a couple times with my boyfriend before Kent. And then with Kent and I mean, like I had like a high school boyfriend that, you know, at the time you swear you're in love with, he's like your first love that breaks your heart. You know what I mean? Zero, not, I wouldn't say zero love for him because I wish him the best again, but there's something about like my ex-boyfriend where I'm just like, man, like I just, he, he was a great person. We got along great and it just didn't work out and that sucks, but I just really hope he's doing good. And like anytime I like hear about him or like see his pictures, I'm just like, dude, that's just so awesome that he's just like happy and he's got a new girlfriend or whatever it might okay. be. You know what I'm saying? I've got an answer. Okay. So I feel like those people can make an impact on your heart or your life that can be mm-hmm. indelible. Yeah. But you can definitely lose a hundred percent of the love. I think okay. you can, you can okay. lose that. Maybe you didn't yeah. experience that, but I think, I mean, I'm not even, I, I don't really know that I was ever in love before my wife or if I mean, yeah. I never had like Definitely someone, not a love like you experience now. There's different levels of love for I, sure. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. There's still, I, I feel like that at least like, I feel like I didn't love my ex-boyfriend the way I love Kent. I mean, hello, sure. we have a kid together. Yeah. I, I married him. That's a different exactly. kind of love that you only experience. So maybe there's unless you're some people once, <laughs> but so if love is the strongest emotion, is it almost fair to say that you've only loved Kent? Okay. Yeah. I would say to the degree that I love Kent. Look how deep we're getting here. I know. I know. To the degree that I love Kent, definitely only him. So if, if there, if that's to a different degree than everybody else, wasn't everything else just a a really fond like? I don't know because, because with my ex-boyfriend, we had like lived together and stuff like that. And had he proposed to me, I would have said yes. So I loved him enough to marry him. That didn't end up working out. I didn't know you were and engaged And we broke before. up. No, 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 no. I've never, I've only been engaged to Kent, but had he proposed oh, okay. to me, I had, would have said yes. Gotcha, okay. I would have said yes. I would have been, but then, you know, I think about it. I'm like, of course I would have said yes. I mean, like who dates somebody for a couple of years and then says no when they propose? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like I just would have said yes because it made sense or would I have said yes because I really wanted to marry him and have a family with him. I don't know because I never got that far. This but is I like know a, with Kent I said yes and then I did it. This is like a super like, this is like a really different episode for us this week. It's this like, is so deep. Where It's like the red table talk. Well, anyway, like Cardi, Jada, Cardi B. I had myself in an entanglement. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, getting back to the way. My ex-boyfriend was just, yeah. Getting back to the way uh, we usually are. Cardi B accidentally mm-hmm. snapped a picture of her titty. Saw that. Yeah. So uh, she was. Unfortunately, I didn't see it as it was posted. I heard. I, I follow Cardi B. It's not hard to find from what I understand. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to do some digging because I've seen like blurred versions of it, like on news channels and like gossip channels and stuff. But um, the, I, I loved her response to that because that is so like the Maddie West way to handle. Oops, I accidentally showed anybody my boobs, which honestly, believe it or not, 
has happened multiple times. I've <laughs> accidentally just whipped out my boobs in front of everyone. But she, my favorite thing was her follow-up. She was like, she just uploaded like a voice memo. And she was just like, Lord, why did you make me so fucking stupid? <laughs> well, I saw the article. I didn't hear it, but the article I heard says she uses the word retarded. And that, yeah. that is, so that made things even worse, which you're not supposed to say anymore. People are like, let's not show boobs. Let's not say the word retarded. <laughs> one more Cardi. I'm going to add that to my list. <clears throat> one more Cardi B story. Um, yeah. If you're expecting WAP to win a Grammy at the 2021 Grammy Awards, think again. Mm-hmm. I guess. Oh. For some reason, this article doesn't explicitly say why. I'm going to assume maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe it was too new. Oh, I was going to say maybe it's just a WAP thing. No, but (laughs) it's not eligible for the 2021 Grammys. She'll have to wait until the 2022 Grammys, which to me would feel far away. Yeah. So it's probably not going to win a Grammy. It just it was in that window where it just slipped right through. Look, it was an immediate number. Because it was a WAP. It slipped right through. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think any Grammys will be parked in that uh, little garage, so to speak. No Big Mac trucks? Okay, (laughs) got it. No Big Mac trucks delivering Grammys to anyone's garage. Did you watch, so I think one of the, I think this show debuted at like the very beginning of COVID, but I might be wrong. Did you watch that show Cheer? No. Okay, then I'll pay. I saw. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the cheerleaders. Okay. Yeah, I'd never I seen. I was thinking it. Cheers like the old school show Cheers, and I was like, no, I've never watched that. <laughs> no, look, look, our fre- our threads are way too fresh to be watching Cheers. Right. Exactly. Yes, I did watch that. Are you going to talk about the guy that was texting underage boys? Only if you had seen it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, and I know who you're talking about. I've actually kind of kept tabs on this news story. His name's Jerry Harris. Yeah, and he was, listen, if you didn't watch that, he was beloved on I this know, show. I, I know, because like, I saw all the memes about him. He was a meme. The fan favorite, for sure. Yeah. And when this came out, everyone was like, there's no way. Like, I'm devastated. There's just no way. And he actually confessed all of it. It was just like, yeah. That's my story. He admitted to sexually assaulting a 15-year-old boy and targeting several <laughs> other underage boys. I, I, I get well, I only want a reaction if you had seen it. Yeah, and uh, again, it breaks my heart because, God damn it, we were all rooting for you, Jerry. <laughs> it seemed like and he had it, the world pulling for you. Yeah, and he had such a story, too, that just, like, inspired you and just really made you feel for him. Like, you know, came from rough up, upbringings and, like, a family took him in and raised them as, her, as their own. And it was just, like, then he made it and he was on this cheer team and he got to go to the finals. And he, like, and everyone was just like, oh, my gosh, like, what, like, through and through just, like, an inspiring story of just, like, beating the odds that were against you and turns out he's a pedophile. So that's fun. Um, not quite how I saw that turning out, but I am, I will say I'm very glad that he admitted it. I'm glad that he was just up front and was just like, yep, I fucked up. I'm so glad that he wasn't out there trying to preach that he wasn't this person. Okay. I'm glad that he was just like, I did it. It doesn't make it right. No, but it doesn't there's definitely people out there that are like, I mean, Harvey Weinstein. I mean, any other fucking pervert out there? Well, I mean, remember, like, remember when oh, it was, it wasn't like that. Remember when it was Jared, the subway guy or yeah. like the Elmo puppeteer, Kevin clash, I, I think was his name. About, I forgot about subway. Guy. Like there, I what he's doing. There's some, well, he's in prison. If I'm not mistaken, he was in big time. Oh, prison. Still? I think oh, okay, so. Okay. Okay. It's just some, sometimes it comes him. from the weirdest places. Yeah, I know. I I will say I was shocked and I was devastated, but I I hope he gets what he deserves. I hope he doesn't get out of it just because of who he is. I want him to be treated like any other person in the situation would be treated. Gotcha. Um, 
but it, it does make me sad because I did like him and I'm not used to liking people that are actually pedophiles. Like most people that I like are pedophiles. <laughs> you didn't like Elmo, so the subway like, guy? Yeah. So I had to like check my judgment of people. <laughs> I can understand like, that. Hmm. Um, let's, so if, if that last story Who made you sad, like the pedophile. This, what's that? Yeah. What'd you say? I said, I just need, I said, I just need to now ask everyone that I like, are you a pedophile? Let's just get that out of the way really fast. <laughs> oh, that's the first question all your future potential employers mm-hmm. ask. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk into my next job interview. Uh, we hopefully you, for we, a job I end up taking. We, and they'll be like, so what brings you here today? I'll be like, oh. first of all, I'll be asking the questions. Are you or are you not a pedophile? <laughs> Have you been to Epstein Island? Right. I need to know. I need to know. Well, if that last okay. story made you sad, this next story might cheer you up a bit. Okay, I'm ready to be cheered up. Hello. I've been like manic for five days. I have the, someone did the research on this. I bet you it was probably a woman. Um, Mm -hmm. The actors who are most likely to be shirtless in their movies. (gasps) That sounds like a research paper I would have written in college. I've got the top 10. Do you, (laughs) do you want to guess? Do you want to see if you can guess any of them? Okay. Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth is not on the list. Chris Hemsworth, even number ten. Uh, okay, uh, of all Zac of his, Efron. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, by the way, he's he's number ten, and he gets oh, okay. sh- he gets shirtless in twenty three point one percent of his films. That's too few, but all right. All right, your next guest was Zac Efron. <laughs> yeah, number one. Really, in every two movies, Zac Efron takes his shirt off in one of them. 50% you of know, the films. Just like how we like sexualize women. And that was like a big movement. I feel like we're guilty of doing that to men a lot too. Well, that, do you have any like other guesses? You don't, you don't see them asking anyone that doesn't look like Zach Efron's physique to take their shirts off. Oh, in movies. Wait until, you, wait until you see we this sexualize list. the shit out of these guys. Wait until, wait until you see this list. Yes. These guys okay, are okay. definitely sexualized. Keep going. Okay. Um, is it, I feel like Taylor Lautner always had his shirt off in all the twilights. Not on my list. He hasn't really been in very many movies since then that I know of. Um, trying to think, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like drawing a blank right now. Okay. Well, you got number 10 and number one, you bookended it. Okay. (laughs) Number nine is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. Duh. Why didn't I guess that? I love this one. Number eight. This is the only like funny one on the list. Andy Samberg. Now, who's that? He's a, he's from Saturday Night Live is where I know him from. Um, okay. He's one of the, uh, he's the other dick in a box guy with Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Not known for his physique. I don't know if it's bad, right. but I would say not known for it. Uh, number Probably seven, goofy Charlie Hunnam. Uh, number six is Michael Fassbender. Stop me if you want to talk about any of these. I don't know why they're those people. Uh, oh, I feel I like you would watch more shirtless dude movies. No, you, I think you know Charlie Hunnam. I can't think of what he's in right now. Okay, I can look him up. And then uh, number five is Leonardo DiCaprio. Another one I should have guessed, just like Matthew McConaughey. A tie for number three is Hayden Christensen and Henry Cavill. I don't think I know these people. Oh, Henry Cavill is, he's an adventurer. If Kent checks my internet browser history later, (laughs) it's going to be like all these men shirtless, (laughs) which would be no different than his search history only females. But you're missing another big one. Number two in 38, almost 39% of his films. Hold on, hold on. Give me a small hint. He is a superhero. Okay. It wouldn't be the Joker because the Joker's always wearing clothes. Well, you mean he's not a superhero. Um, 
Jason. So many Batman. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Duh. Yeah, I thought. thought, He's like. I would have assumed him before Zac Efron, but I feel like Zac Efron's been in more movies, so maybe that's why his percentage is higher. I mean, Jason Momoa can't even send out an Instagram without being topless. Right. Thank you, Jason Momoa, for that. You're doing the Lord's work. Um, you've talked a lot about being bisexual in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that I am bisexual. And my mom over the weekend, I said that. My mom was like, I hate when you say that. She does? Yeah. And I was like, uh, well, (laughs) I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. I'm surprised. I didn't, I didn't know she felt that way about it. I usually say that I'm bisexual because I am. So I don't know what you thought I was saying. Let me ask, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And I've got a story to go along with it. Do you remember the moment you realized you were attracted to girls? Yes. You the do. exact moment. Who yeah. was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, her was name it? was Alex. Oh, well, her name was Alex. And I'm still <laughs> friends with her to this day. So, hey, Alex, if you're listening, I told her this story, too. So she knows it. What about the but first? She, okay, go ahead. She sat in front of me in gym class in fourth grade or third grade. I can't remember. <laughs> it was third or fourth. And I remember like we had dots on the gym floor. Remember you had to sit on your dot and that was like, you're like assigned seat or whatever. Okay. Some, yeah. some classes did that. And you they smelled, you smelled, her, like, you smelled her dot. I did. I, I smelled her dot. <laughs> I wafted and took notes and it smelled just like a candle. Craziest thing. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember when the teacher put her like in her assigned spot, it was right in front of mine. And I remember I was like so giddy that she was sitting in front of me because she was like a super tomboy and like super cool and like played all the sports really well and stuff. And, um, I remember I was just like, Oh my gosh, like, how am I going to talk to her? Like, I hope she like picks me to be on like her teams when we get to pick teams since we're right next to each other. Anyway, that's the first time I ever realized that I liked girls. Um, it's really like the first crush I ever really remember having on anyone. Okay. I guess I should have been more, although I'm glad we heard that story. That's interesting. Um, what about a celebrity? Margot Robbie ruined my life. You, you, but you knew you were attracted to females before Margot Robbie existed as a celebrity. Oh, like what's the first female celebrity celebrity I was ever attracted? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. What's, what's my, who's my very first female celebrity crush? Yeah. That's it. Um, I would say probably Baby Spice from Spice Girls. Baby was my favorite too. Yeah, yeah. I think whenever I saw her as a kid, it wasn't that I wanted to be her. It's that I wanted to be with her. I can like <laughs> Brittany, <laughs> Brittany has, we have this joke and it's gotten wickedly out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, say it. But one time I, I, so one time I told her that I, when I was 12 or whatever, I, pleasured myself to a Spice Girls video and I have and now anytime the Spice Girls come up it's like can you control yourself over there like Easy Tiger or whatever it's like and are you doing okay right now just me talking about baby Spice I'm, I'm gonna I think I'll be okay stay below the desk stay below the desk <laughs> my hands are up here um <laughs> baby was by far my favorite I think she was, yeah, my first like celebrity girl crush because I remember realizing like all my friends wanted to be her, right? Like, oh, we're going to like play dress up and oh, I'm Baby Spice. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm Sporty Spice. You want to go out to dinner later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got good That's taste. That's the way in, I looked at it. You've got good taste yeah. in Spice Girls for sure. Uh, the reason Definitely. I asked was because, by the way, um, I feel like. Um, well, here's a story. Demi Lovato yeah. realized she was uh, first attracted to women after watching Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair make out in the 1990 film, the 1999 film Cruel Intentions. 
Which if I've you, heard of this scene and I've never seen it. The, that movie, surprisingly, that was one of like those movies because I was like 16 when that movie came out. And that, that was, was like one a that, Bay movie for you. That was like the locker room movie for the guys. Like the one we would, yeah. hey, did you see, you know, it was that. Right. There was a few. There was like around that same time, there was Wild Things with Nev Campbell and Denise Richards. They okay. had an awesome threesome in that movie. And then there awesome. was um, Denise Richards in um, Starship Troopers. Those are wow, big. Denise Richards. Those are big <laughs> ones around my time. But uh, this yeah. is going to sound goofy. Um, the I think the first time I remember having an attraction to a female was honest to God, Ariel, the little mermaid. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, but I remember being six and in the movie theater and just being like, she's so sexy. Like the, that mermaid yeah, is just like, she's so pretty, which by the way, is when she thing. gets her feet next level <laughs> or not, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, but by the way, it's become another thing that, uh, uh, Brittany loves ribbing me about too. Cause of course, yeah. the little mermaid, whenever that comes on now, it's like, Hey, you gonna be okay or whatever. <laughs> Are you all right right now? That sounds like something I would do <laughs> to Kent 110%. I would harass him that way. Um, let's see. Do you care about movies that are still supposed to hit theaters this year? Sure. Yeah. Um, this, this was released because I'm really happy about this. You don't have Disney plus, do you? No, they but announced I should get it. It's a big deal anytime a Pixar movie comes out, though. And well, yeah. so, but they're bypassing theaters for the next one, Soul, and it's going to go right to Disney Plus Christmas morning. Oh, I love when like Christmas and Disney, yep. it just like they go so well together. I know. Well, anyway, it makes me really excited. There's a Robert De Niro and Uma Thurman movie called The War with Grandpa. It's a family comedy. That's oh, I was going to say, is it funny? That's supposed to come out, I think, this weekend and maybe even last weekend. Oh, OK. I never know with Robert De Niro which direction we're going. By the way, there's not that many because of the pandemic. So, right. Yeah, it's definitely. on a long list. Uh, an action yeah. thriller starring Liam Neeson also coming out, I think, next weekend. Honest Thief. How many more times are we going to do that? Don't know. I've never seen Taken, though. <laughs> I, I keep telling myself I want to see it, but I've never seen it. I think that it's a good movie, but I'm like, damn, dude, does he he's one of those actors actors that's stuck in that role forever that's just his niche <clears throat> there is a uh have you heard of freaky Mm-mm. it comes out november 13th it's a horror comedy and it seems oh. like it's missing it seems like it's coming out a few weeks too late to me if it's a horror comedy why not get it okay. out in october but it's starring vince vaughn as a killer who swaps bodies oh. with a high school girl so it sounds kind of like i've seen the trailer for this it actually does look good okay it sounds like freaky it's, friday yeah kind of only like more like scary yeah right like but not true horror it's it's you just have to watch the trailer but i remember watching it and i remember like i was like this like is different i think i would like to watch this yeah well, this horror movie comes out just in time for thanksgiving so <laughs> cool <laughs> there's a holiday a holiday Perfect. comedy come starring allison brie mackenzie davis and kristen stewart called the happiest season there's okay. an action comedy starring ryan reynolds called free guy december 11th Oh, I'm excited for this one. December 18th, Coming to America, the sequel. Uh, with like the number two instead of T.O. It's that Eddie Murphy movie oh, with uh, Arsenio I Hall. Say, I, I, can't, I can't think of it. We talked about it. I think we may have talked about it on the radio, actually, when this was, it, it may be. The, okay. No, we talked about it on the podcast, too. Anyway, okay. the first Coming to America is amazing. And okay. I read today that I think it's actually going right to Amazon Prime. I don't think it's going to the theaters. Right. Okay. And cool. then Christmas Day, you can also expect to see Wonder Woman 1984 in uh, theaters or whatever. That'll be fun. 
Oh, I want to get. I'm so glad we're back into the space of getting movies again. Don't know. I mean, we don't know if they're actually happening, but they're just on the right, they're yeah. on the agenda. Tentative. Tentative, yeah. So did you see, I want to get your thoughts on this story because remember that time we were talking about whether or not you let your kid drink before they're 21? Mm-hmm. And we both said sure. No, we didn't. You did. Oh, you said no? Yeah. Um, but okay. you, yeah. You, you, I definitely said yes. <laughs> 100% you said yes, for sure. Yeah, okay. So okay. the Lakers won the championship last week. Yeah. And then there's some footage where um, there's, a, there's a player, I guess his name is Rajon Rondo. All right. And it, it looked like he let his eight-year-old son drink champagne. And some people are okay. taking him to task. Okay. By the way, for what it's worth, a lot of people are saying it was not champagne. It was like something that looked like it. But let's like just... A let's just, juice or something? Let's just say for the sake of the story. That his, it was. His dad... His, yeah, just again, for the sake of the story. His dad wins yeah. the NBA championship. Is an eight-year-old allowed to drink champagne? Oh my goodness, no. Even if it's only a sip. Eight? That's so young. I'm glad to hear you say that. That's the right answer. He needs to be like, I feel like 16. Then I'll think about letting it slide. Okay. At home. Just just a sip. I thought for sure you were oh. going to be like, his dad just won the, his dad just reached the peak <laughs> of his career. Let him have a sip. No, not at eight. Jesus. Okay. My but, kid's starting to rustle around. Uh, again, I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, yeah. Okay, so this um, this isn't exactly late breaking news, but I haven't had t- a chance to comment on this because the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame award winners for this year were announced when I was not on the radio or the podcast. Oh yeah, and it became news because they announced who are going to be playing at the show, which Miley Cyrus is a good lineup: Miley Cyrus, Adam Levine, Dave Grohl, Diddy, Luke Bryan, Don Henley, Jennifer Hudson, okay. Alicia Keys. They're all going to be performing at this thing, but I didn't. Oh wow. I love uh, a lot of people. Oh, by the way, we're not done. Chris Martin from Coldplay, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Brad Paisley, Bruce Springsteen, St. Vincent, Ringo Starr, Gwen Stefani, Charlize Theron. They're all going to be there. I love a lot of people were coming down on this year's rock and roll hall of fame class. I thought it was a great class. Um, okay. The inductees are Depeche mode, the doobie brothers, which I don't care about those two as much, but, uh, these next three, Holy cow, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, yep, and Notorious B.I.G., yep, all getting inducted along with T. Rex, who I, I care less about, but I'm just like that. I just wanted to go on record. To me, that's a great class. It sounds good to me. Yeah, so I just want to let let people know what I thought about that one. Definitely. Um, I saw this funny story. Did you ever watch? I know you're a little young for this show. Um, did you ever watch Family Matters? No. Do you know what it is? But I, I yeah. That's the Urkel show, essentially. It was the show that Urkel came right. from. Mm-hmm. I thought this was so funny because, so two of the actors, Darius McCrary and Kelly Williams, they were brother and sister on Family Matters. Uh-huh. And they're about to star in a new movie, a Christmas movie. I thought you were going to say they're about to get married. I was like, oh. Well, they're, gonna get, they're getting married. They're going to be husband and wife. So they went from playing brother in and the- sister to, to husband and wife. To being husband and wife. I thought that was like kind of neat. Neato. And then I saw, um, I think, do I hear Woodson in the background? Yeah, yeah, he's starting to wake up. Does does he like... I, I think Kent should be home to take care of it, hopefully. Sweet, I don't have too it, much more. He should be home to, <laughs> to take care of to it. take care of it. Sounded, <laughs> By the way, the quick... That sounded awful. Did you see the quick hit this week? I thought this one was so yeah, funny. it's so funny. The, I kind of wish he would just... <laughs> leave. leave. <laughs> 
the, the you way. know me keeping it 100 all the time always 100 I, I, I love that about you um yeah do you guys do an elf on the shelf yet or not really or no you- but i've thought about like when is is it this year or is it next year where he'll really be able to grasp the concept i think this year may be still too young okay um, but maybe our elf will make an appearance next year when he won't touch it. Well, Netflix is, um, they, I don't <gasps> what? I already know where you're going with this. It's like so exciting. Yeah. Are they, you going to tell me they're going to like make a show? Uh, they're making a lot. They're making movies, TV <gasps> shows, and animated content regarding elf on, the shelf. elf on a Shelf. I think they that may have. so exciting. I guess they bought up all the rights to Elf on the Shelf. So yeah, they're going to be doing, um, Let's see. God, what a payout for Elf on the Shelf. Jeez. There's going to be... <laughs> They're probably rolling in it. Uh, let's see. Elf Pets, Santa's Reindeer oh. Rescue, Elf Pets, A Fox Club's Christmas Tale. There's going to be a bunch of crap for okay. Elf on a Shelf. Okay, maybe that's a bit overkill. I would have liked it to just be like a cute movie or maybe a cute little series about like the elf getting into mischief like I he think, does. I think that will still be a thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of hope it stops there. I feel like now we're maybe spiraling too much, but I'll give it a try, and I'm sure Woodson will love it. So, um, I saw a story that uh, there's two stories here. I don't usually just find weird news stories, but there's two that are just like, well, you know what? I want to get Maddie's feedback on this one. Let's do it. So, okay. <laughs> there was a priest who got busted for having a threesome with, oh. with two dominatrixes at the altar. Oh. Let me tell you some of the details here. Oh, um, he's 37 years old. His name is Reverend Travis Clark. He's a pastor of a Catholic church in Pearl River, Louisiana. This is a lot. <laughs> People were walking by the church at night and heard some strange noises inside. And I guess they called the police. Uh, the police went in and saw there's a list there. Uh, number one, Travis was having a threesome with two women on the altar. All right. He was still wearing his priest robes and using adult toys. This is a real story. Yeah. Both of these women were dominatrixes. There was professional lighting and at least two cameras filming them. Wow, Travis. And then last but not least, the whole thing was clearly visible from the street. Travis doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, he doesn't. About anything, he was especially a, his job. He and the two dominatrixes were arrested on obscenity charges. Well, I would hope so. And then also I saw... Now, Travis, I'm, I'm a full supporter, Travis, of whatever freaky shit you're into. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. I think maybe, like, let's not do it um, that extreme in that situation. Let's maybe take it home. And then you can be the freaky priest that your little heart desires. But like, maybe let's not, maybe let's not do it where people are worshiping. Whether you believe in God or not, I at least respect that kind of stuff. For what it's worth, the Archdiocese of New Orleans performed a ritual on the altar to restore its sanctity. Can they do that to me? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that easy? Don't, I don't, I don't know how the ritual goes, but you have to talk to your uh, archdiocese, I suppose. Uh, all right. Well, you know, I'm going to write that down real quick. And then here's the other one. It was just that easy to just be cleansed of all of your freaky shit. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't exactly know how it works, but I had one more story um, that I wanted to share with you uh, because okay. it was just I so... might have to run down and get Woodson. He might have to join me for this story. Okay. We're almost done anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. So there was a news anchor in, I believe it was Anchorage, Alaska. And uh, yeah, it is Anchorage, Alaska. And she works for the ABC Fox CW affiliates up there. 
she yeah. was having, I guess, an affair with their mayor. And so, he, and it was like, it was crazy. Not only was she having an affair with the mayor, she was also having an affair with the stations, the station manager of the TV station. So she's a bit of a, a loosey goose. So All she, right. she got on their social media and she got oh, on the no. news station social media, told everyone that oh, she no. told everyone that the mayor was posting pictures of his genitals on an underage women's website, which was not true. From I what think I, I saw this. Yeah. And then I, think I saw this. Yeah. When when the program manager was talking to her, uh, she punched him. She was also oh. sleeping with him. <laughs> And I was just like, that's just, you know what she needs. She needs the, the cleansing ritual we were just talking about. <laughs> you can all be cleansed. There's, we already have a line. We already have a line of like, uh, women. I'm in there with her. It's me and her. We're in the line so far. If you want to come in our line of needing cleansed for doing some ho shit, get in line with us. <laughs> Um, I saw this story and I'm not surprised, but I want to disagree. So I know you're not too into fast food, but I saw that the most popular fast food chain for teenagers is Chick-fil-A. Okay. Do you like Chick-fil-A? I do like Chick-fil-A. I think I like Chick-fil-A a lot. I think they're so overrated. Yeah, they are a bit overrated if we're being honest. I do like it though. And I would definitely not be disappointed to ever get Chick-fil-A, but I do think that they kind of have a bad rep for like, I know that they like supposedly donate money to like anti LGBTQ organizations and stuff like that. They're very like Christian oriented in their beliefs. That's why they're like closed on Sunday and stuff like that. And so I haven't done enough research into that, but that would make me really sad if that was the case. My understanding is that is the case. Yeah, which I don't, sucks because I really like the grilled chicken sandwich, but I can't. But do that's the it thing. I don't. You're a homophobe. I don't think their food is that great. I mean, I hate saying. I mean, I go there. And no, it's not anything spectacular, but I do like it a lot. I would compare it to like GD Ritzy's. Like GD Ritzy's is great. Chick Fil A is great. They're the better of fast food restaurants. Which one, GD Ritzy's? Either one of I I put those in the same like fast food like mcdonald's burger king they're like the the tier above that they're like the top-notch fast food like chipotle chidi ritzy's chick-fil-a are all like together when it comes to fast food for me still fast gotcha. food but like better fast food um boy this next story is i would i it was supposed to just be real quick but i can't believe <laughs> this is so weird because we were just talking about this so yeah. i swear when i put this story in i didn't know about your breakdown in the department store okay but my I'm sto- listening my story I'm moving my story you guys get a house tour here we go my story says that half of half of all women say they feel anxiety when they shop for new clothes and 13 especially when it's a job you're about to not even start and then it says 13 percent have even cried in a dressing room my question was just going to be a quick softball have you ever cried in a dressing room but maybe this is not the right week to have this conversation (laughs) um uh yeah i feel like i'm definitely i'm just gonna say i'll put you in that 13 percent well, I'll tell you who made me cry in a dressing room. <laughs> Has there been another time you cried in a dressing Oh, look at him. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hi, Woodson. Say hi, Bubba. I know you can't see me because there's no lighting in here. Oh, he's waving hello. at me. Hi, buddy. Hello. Are you ready to get up? Um, that's the reason I cried in a dressing room. <laughs> Here's <laughs> trying to get used to my body after a child. Here, you know what? Definitely. If, you know what? You if you've got to, if you want to be mom, I can I can save these stories for next week. 
Oh, no. Unless it bothers you. No. Okay. If you're good. Here we are multitasking. So you're hold. I see you've got Woods in there. Uh, this, yep. I've, I've got a few stories here that can kind of apply to uh, parenting. Okay. Uh, it looks like because of COVID, you're not going to be getting pictures on Santa's lap anytime soon. I know. And that makes me sad because I've been so surprised that Woodson is actually so good with Santa. Like even as a little baby, he was never scared. He never cried. Even last year when he really got to like grasp it, he was never scared, you know? And so do my podcast. Can you watch the kid? (laughs) (laughs) Can you watch it? (laughs) Can you watch it? That that thing we did. Can you do that? Um, So Oh, where were we? We were talking about kids sitting on Santa's lap and how Woodson was good at good with Santa oh, yeah, the whole time. Oh, yeah, he was so good, and so I'm bummed that there's not really going to be Santas this year. We don't have any pictures of Will on Santa's lap, but I, you know what? I'll be okay without mm-hmm. those pictures. Well, yeah, I mean, given the times, it's definitely not worth it. You know, I also there was a, there was an, a, a a paragraph in this article that made me snicker a little bit. It says yeah. an, another big reason for this is also the health of the the mall Santas. Um, because um, they're usually, it says, typically in a minimum of two high-risk categories, over the age right. of 65 and overweight. <laughs> I, I was the, just thinking that, like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm not making fun of anyone's weight. I'm no, no one to poke fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's be real. Those, most of those Santas are... They're, yeah, we got to protect our Santas. I think so, too. Let me ask you this, Maddie. Yeah. Do you like potatoes or Philly cheesesteaks better? Mm, are they both from Spuds and Stuff? Yes. Then I, there's no way I can make this decision. <laughs> me, I'm Period. a Buffalo chicken Spud guy. Uh, people ask me all the time. The answer is yes. Uh, the the best Philly in town, I can tell you, comes from Jason at Spuds and Stuff. Uh, he used to bring me in. I used to help him tweak his recipe. And I'm telling you, he makes the very best Philly in town. Uh, that's Jason out of Spuds and Stuff. Uh, the, the, the recipe is sheer perfection. Try it for yourself if you don't believe me. Also, don't forget those delicious Spuds, man. It's like, it's like a this or that for me when it comes to the Phillies or the Spuds. Um, I know. There's the barbecue Wonderful. spud. Yeah, that's ex- and sometimes I wind up with both. There's the, the barbecue spud, the taco spud, the raging cage, and the Philly cheesesteak spud. Actually, if you want to get the bacon ranch, my personal favorite. If you want the best of both worlds, get the Philly cheesesteak spud. Uh, the Holy Maddie- shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew my mind. I guess I never even realized that was a thing. Maddie loves the chicken bacon ranch. Uh, my favorite is the I Buffalo do. chicken spud. They're at 2403 Washington Avenue on Evansville's east side and a location at 41 in Boonville, New Harmony has recently reopened. They're now hiring drivers at both locations. Today's show also brought to you by Gooden Consulting. If you're a tri-state business owner, especially lately, I'm sure you know how difficult it can be to keep uh, everything going when your computers, networks, servers, and IT aren't working properly. Gooden Consulting wants to take those stresses off of your plate and be your friend in the IT world. Gooden Consulting oversees the IT for many businesses here in Evansville so that those companies don't have to worry about their networks failing, data breaches, computer viruses, secure backup, and much more. Gooden Consulting offers 24-7 system... (laughs) My kid. I know. You hear Kent in the background, he's like, your audio is so fucked. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, all right. It's okay. It's all right. Good and Consulting offers 24-7 system monitoring, providing you a true peace of mind. Less downtime for you as they identify and solve problems before they even happen. Fewer disruptions as they can provide most services remotely and overnight. And predictable budgeting as they'll work with you to create a monthly flat rate for an all-inclusive IT service that monitors all of your company's hardware and software. Even if you're working from home, Good and Consulting can help keep your machines and information safe by establishing and maintaining reliable VPNs. Join the growing number of tri-state doctor's offices, dentist offices, law firms, realty groups, and other local businesses that let Good and Consulting be their friend in the IT world. Call Cody at 812-402-0611 or visit goodandconsulting.com. If you would like to advertise on the Rob's Podcast with Maddie West, please email therobspodcast at gmail.com. Is there anything you know else? You do. Is there anything else you need to get to, Maddie, or are we good to go? Just one more thing. Please. Look. Oh, my goodness. Is that Minnie? Yeah, there she is in all her glory. What's up, Making Minnie? her debut here on the Rob's Podcast with Maddie West. Can't believe it was your dogs before mine. <laughs> that is true. That right, is well, true. We will figure something out next week. I hope you feel better. Thanks, man. And I hope that, uh, you know, maybe this, this helped you at all. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was just more stress. Hi, buddy. All right, we're going to see you <laughs> next week on the Rob's Podcast with Maddie West.